You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We are thrilled to be joined by a very special guest. To call her a trailblazer would honestly be an understatement. You saw her in the most popular Super Bowl commercial there was promoting the NFL 100. She is an NFL Honors Award winner. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Gordon. Sam, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? We are doing very well. Very excited to have you on the show. And and let's just let's go ahead and dive right in and talk about when was it that you first fell in love with with sports in general and was it all was football always number 1 for you? So I've been playing sports since I was about four years old. You know, I started off with soccer, did junior jazz, you know, all the basketball stuff, uh, played baseball, and, you know, basically kind of tried everything. Um, You know, so I've always just loved sports and loved everything about them. And then I actually didn't start playing football until, well, I always played it at recess and everything like that, but I didn't start playing it competitively until I was nine years old. All right, Sam. So let's let's go back in time a little bit. When did you first kind of find out you were up for that Game Changer Award? And then kind of walk walk us through and walk our listeners through the path from finding out you won and in your experience at the Honors honor Show and, and, and all that. So I actually, um, I can't remember the exact dates and everything, but, um, you know, kind of finding out that, you know, there was this award and that, um, so I kind of knew from the start that I was going to win it. And they were kind of doing it kind of especially um, for, for girls, I guess, to kind of include us into this um, award show and stuff. Um, and so that was that was really cool to be a part of and knowing that, you know, I was going to get this opportunity to kind of speak in front of a lot of important people and be recognized um, and really just for the girls league to kind of promote that and promote girls tackle football. So it's honestly been amazing. Yeah, we, we've seen that you've gone around to some of these other schools and, and there was a, a particular YouTube video where you had said you had gone to a middle school and you had asked how many girls were interested in playing tackle football and a lot of their hands were raised and and you just had this way about you on stage you had this charisma and then of course a, a phenomenal speech at the nfl honors award show what is it that that allowed you to become kind of such a confident and poised public speaker or is it just was it just natural or is it something you grew into um i mean it's kind of just something i've been doing for a while i guess since i was like nine you know kind of um, being exposed to kind of the publicity and everything like that. Um, and then a lot of it was just things that I was used to talking about, you know, football and stuff like that. So it wasn't anything, you know, too crazy for me. So um, I've always just been kind of comfortable with talking with people. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, Sam. I know some, uh, some, some war-hardened veterans who get weak at the knees talking in front of crowds of people and to see you get on stage, especially at the at the honor show and, and just command the room the way you did was was very impressive. So kudos to you on that that's a that's a rare talent so uh that's a <laughs> thank good to you yeah um i mean you're you're all over the place right you're on youtube you're on commercials you're on award shows i mean uh twitter was has been blowing up with you obviously 
it's, it's a lot of things that are going around, but what's, what's kind of the goal for you yourself? If, if you even have one set yet, like where do you want to end up when all of this is, is kind of said and done? I mean, for me, academics have always been the number one thing. Um, I've kind of kept the 4.0 through all, all of this and, you know, going to an Ivy League school is kind of my goal. Um, of course, there's this girls' tackle football league, and this is, you know, one of my biggest passions is kind of building this and giving girls the opportunity to play, um, you know, kind of just uh, promoting that, building that. We sued the high schools on the basis of Title IX um, to make them offer it. Um, it's been a long process, but, you know, in the midst of that, and then, um, of course, soccer is kind of another thing that I'm passionate about um, and do pretty competitively and travel a lot for. So, you know, I've got I've got a lot. <laughs> yeah. When when you were at the filming of the the NFL 100 commercial, we know now through through the world of movie magic that not all the players were on the set at the same time. Were you given an option as to which player you wanted to work with? Or did it just did did the stars align and, and fate intervene where you just happen to be able to shoot a scene with Richard Sherman who plays for your favorite NFL team? <laughs> uh, you know the stars just aligned. I guess we we actually didn't get the script and everything until we were in the hotel um, in LA uh, waiting you know waiting to film the next day and that's when I kind of like got to read through all the players that were going to be you know there and on it with me and that was that was insane kind of looking at all the. Uh, you know, the legends I was going to be, you know, in the same commercial with and then seeing that I was going to be with Richard Sherman and Saquon Barkley. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty great. So sticking with the 49ers, 49ers your favorite team, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, have you had the opportunity to meet or speak to uh, Katie Sowers? I think I have, actually. I can't remember when I did or might have in the past. Okay. Uh, so my, I mean, my little nine-year-old memory is a little. <laughs> so for the, for the listeners who probably don't know, again, this is a Buccaneers uh, show typically, you know, she's, she's the offensive assistant coach for the San Francisco 49ers. And obviously female coaches is not a, a, a common occurrence right now. So it's, it's pretty unique. And uh, she was, she was caught on film at the senior bowl most recently, you know, coordinating offenses there for those, for those collegiate players going through the scouting process and everything. What is it? What does it mean to you with with everything that you've, you're trying to accomplish and, and all the goals you have to know that your favorite franchise is kind of already chipping in, uh, even if it's in a in a in a relatively small fashion, into bringing women into the fold? And I know that Katie herself has gone on record saying that she's got hopes and dreams of becoming a head coach someday. So, what does that mean to see your favorite team kind of being on that path uh, with you, so to speak? I think it's I think it's really great actually to see kind of you know females infiltrating the world of football. Um, you know, in the same commercial as me, you had the, the first female ref in there as well. And, you know, you kind of see that we're starting to show that girls, you know, love football and that we understand football and, you know, we want to play and stuff. And so I think it's really great that more women are out there, you know, kind of doing the same thing that I'm trying to do, but, um, you know, just promote girls in football. And I think it's really great, you know, the NFL letting me be in the commercial and the Game Changer Award kind of like showcasing me in that way. And then, you know, the 49ers having Katie Sowers as the coach and, or as the, you know, one of the assistant coaches and things like that. I think it's, I think it's really great that people are out here kind of supporting us. Sam, you've done some amazing things with female tackle football in the state of Utah uh, to the point that we're starting to see it spread throughout the country. And I, I know I, I had seen you say somewhere that you want to get that implemented in the high schools as well. 
how is that going for you so far? Is it is it kind of the same process of of what you went through to get it implemented in in the middle schools, or are there some roadblocks that you've hit? You know, what's kind of your your status of being able to continue to play into high school? So right now, we actually have this kind of like this independent league that we've been you know working with, and so we we do have middle school age groups, elementary age groups, and high school age groups. So you know, we do ha- still have players in high school playing the league but um what we really want to do is become you know kind of connected and let it be offered as a as a high school sport um you know one of the problems that we have is you know we're starting from scratch with you know all the all the equipment and all the fields the rest everything like that and you know that can get kind of expensive and especially like marketing and everything like that having it as a high school sport is the best way to really offer it to these girls um, and give them the opportunity to play. And so um, that's that's really what we're trying to have it do is have it be an actual high school sport versus, you know, our independent league, which which we are, are growing rapidly, but there are some limitations to, you know, how much we can do. Now, we, we saw this past weekend, the launch of the Alliance of American Football. And we know that next year we are going to see the debut of the XFL. Is it a goal of yours or or is it something that you can see happening down the line that we will see a women's professional football league launched to the same tune of, of the AAF? You know, I, I feel like there's definitely potential for a professional uh, women's football league. And, um, you know, it's not crazy to think about uh, America. Uh, football is America's number one sport. and uh, you know, when you offer it to these girls to play, then they'll come out to play. And, you know, if you come and watch some of our league games, it's it's competitive. You have players making big hits, players juking, you know, beautiful passes. So it's, like, similar to what you would see in the boys' league, and it's, it's impressive. And I think, you know, if you kind of build it up and get it into high schools and then allow those to feed into colleges and then create a league for colleges to feed into, of course, I mean, this would take some time, but I think it definitely has the potential to get there. Yeah, I think so too, and and like you said, it's going to take time, unfortunately. But uh, I think that uh, I think that you, people like you are are putting it on the right track, and I think that the success of the AAF, especially in its first weekend, kind of shows that, like you said, America loves football, and uh, you know it's it's not just boys and, and men that like football. Uh, so there's definitely a, a part of this world for for women. So you're extremely busy. I think I think you might be the busiest person I've ever spoken to. Um, <laughs> James is gonna is gonna kind of finish up uh, our time with you tonight. Which, we, like like James said in the beginning, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and joining us. And we just uh, we saw your story, and you know, uh, just like everybody else, we de- we definitely appreciate. I think what what you're doing and and how you're trying to expand things. I've got two daughters myself, and you know, they're they're both too old to probably reap the benefits of of what what you're doing now. But you know, maybe my granddaughters and James' granddaughters. Uh, will be able to take advantage of it if they if they so choose uh, in the future. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Every time we have a guest on for the first time, we like to do a, a fun little rapid fire. It's completely away from from sports and and football and all that, and it's just kind of getting to know you know the person beyond uh, just the sport. So I'm going to hit you with just a few rapid fire questions. If that sounds good to you, yeah, sounds good. All right. What was the last song that you listened to? Uh oh, heck! New religion. I think I don't know the artist though. My my friend was playing it. Okay. What is your favorite place to go on vacation? My favorite place. Um, my soccer team and I went to Hawaii last year, and oh, nice. that place was amazing. Oh, I bet. 
I want to be on a soccer team that goes to Hawaii. I always just played at the YMCA. <laughs> what is your favorite subject in school? I actually really like science. Okay. What was the last movie that you saw in the theater? Uh, I saw one with my family yesterday. It's called What Men Want. Okay. All right. And the last question inspired by Katie Nolan of now of ESPN. She used to be on the Garbage Time podcast. You are about to be put to death and you get one final meal. You can have anything that you want. What is your choice? An entree, a dessert, and a beverage. Oh, geez. An entree, dessert, and a beverage. Okay. I would go with spaghetti as my entree. That sounds um, spaghetti and like garlic bread, you know, like the full nine. And then crepes as my dessert. Beverage? Oh, I don't know. Like a, a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Is What Men Want any good? Would you recommend it? Uh, I thought it was really funny. I liked it a lot. All right. I've been thinking about checking it out. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably, based off your recommendation, I'll probably go check it out. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, again, Sam, thank you so much for some of your time. Really appreciate you joining us. And really, from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate everything that you're doing. You are an incredible young lady, and we wish you nothing but success. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sam. No problem. All right. That was Sam Gordon. We appreciate a lot of her time. Check out everything that's going on with Sam on Twitter at Sam underscore Gordon six. A big thank you once again to Sam Gordon for some of her time. Uh, And hopefully for those of you who didn't know who she was, you kind of got a little bit of her backstory. Sam is just doing some absolutely incredible things in the world of of girls football and, and women's football. And uh, you know, she she deserves that platform because what she's doing is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it really it really is. And and you know, uh some of you might be wondering kind of like why we brought her on. She's not, you know, Bucks related, she's not a Bucks fan, she's not in Florida. Really at the end of the day, I mean, James and I both have been approached. Uh James, you in person. I have not had that experience yet. But mainly on social media, you know, some of our our podcast uh, counterparts, even some of the people we work with at Bucks Nation and, and, and uh, at the Peter Playing previously, and we've been asked like, how how are you guys doing all the things you're doing and making the strides that you're making and getting some of the guests that we get uh, on the show and stuff like that. And and honestly, a lot of it has to do with you guys. I mean, we have an audience lo- large enough that when I email these people or that when we call these people or or ask you know approach them, we can say we have an audience of this size. And it makes it worth their time, you know, so to speak. Um, but the other part of it is just determination. And I think that, you know, Sam is, is a good embodiment of that and being so young uh, doing it was impressive. So we just, you know, we, we wanted to extend the invitation to her uh, to, to come on and, and she took it and we were you know, more than happy to, to do that. So hopefully, like I said, if anything, it's just kind of celebrating uh, that someone out there is, is so determined in what their what their goals are and their dreams are. And Yeah, it kind of it took me back. And now I, I wish I had mentioned this to Sam when we had her on the phone. You know, when when we watched the for those that watched the NHL All Star Skills Challenge, you had mm-hmm. a member of the the female women's gold medal winning hockey team doing one of the skills challenges, and and you saw some of the people on social media saying, "My daughter watched that and looked at me and said, I want to do that too." So it just takes it it just takes one person to really start to encourage change cuz like sam had had mentioned you know as as popular as as their independent league is 
it just takes one person to start it because there's interest and there's passion there. So if we can give her a platform to reach other people that may not know who she is, you know, then then we can be happy about what we've done because everyone deserves that opportunity. So David, uh, we have a, a voicemail that has been just drastically overlooked and, and it's been in our, it's been in our file there for a while. And I, I think it needs to be addressed here while we have a few minutes before we wrap up the end of the show. And then of course we'll address more of your voicemails on tomorrow's episode we're gonna we're gonna rapid fire some of those and get through as many as possible. But let's go ahead and give uh, give one in particular some airtime today, uh, if, if you say so. <laughs> what up, James Greco? You know that Pro Bowl yesterday was a disaster, a complete disaster. If they keep this format, man, Pro Bowl's done. Like seriously, that's the end of it. They need to get rid of it. Look, if they're gonna keep it, they've got to have the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. You know. Super Bowl champs can come in there and play their game. Everybody wants to see them. It'd make more sense. I'm just saying. It'd make more sense. Another thing is, who's that other guy that works with you over there? What's his name? Jaime? Something like that? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Anyway, Mike Evans, I'm sorry he had to go to that. I'm just glad he got the honor. That's all I was watching for, to see Big Mike. But that thing is a disaster, man. Complete disaster. Anyway, guys, hold it down. Um, What's his name again? Jaime? Yeah, yeah. Talk to you later, Jaime. Peace. Like I said, it's 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 a little older, but it deserves some airtime, Jaime. No, I don't. I think I don't think Jaime joined us tonight. I don't know. I don't know who that is. It must be your guest on the days I'm off. Uh, Greco's the best. I don't know who um, that is either. I'm not even really <laughs> sure where that that voicemail came from. I mean, the Pro Bowl was like a month ago. I don't know why somebody would call in about the Pro Bowl now. That's kind of old news. Should probably move on. <laughs> So bitter and angry. You you started this. I just didn't you know, start you, anything. You started this. I don't deserve such punishment. I don't understand why I'm being disrespected. Anyway, I mean, yeah, David and I we we talked about. I did we talk about the Pro Bowl? I don't know. Like like whoever that person was on the voicemail, it really wasn't worth talking about. I mean, the Pro Bowl, it, it is what it is. It's it's just guys out there having fun. Yeah, they get money for winning. They get money for losing. You know, I, I get that people don't like it. But if people don't like it, why does it continue to get better ratings than... It had better ratings than World Series games. Like... Well, the World Series is boring. So that might be one reason. No, um, it's not. It I is when... I, it is when the Red Sox aren't in it, but no, the World <laughs> Series isn't boring. The Pro Bowl didn't get any ratings for me or my house because it definitely wasn't on my television. I mean, I had it on until we had to take my son to hockey practice. Yeah. But then they had played Red Dead Redemption for a while when when that was on. Yeah, I mean, I I flipped it on, had it on as background noise. I wasn't like dialed in. Yeah, you know, I wanted to see if Mike Evans did anything, which you know he had an interception. Um, I would but, rather watch New York Islanders hockey. Yikes. Yikes. Um, anyway, I mean, yeah, people need to stop taking the Pro Bowl so seriously. It's just, it's a, it's a bunch of guys who get to go out there. They're spending a week in Orlando. A lot of guys live far away from there so they can take their kids to Disney World or Universal or whatever. No, Orlando isn't Hawaii, but it's still a nice trip for, for those 
families and and they get to go out and have some fun and they get to play in a game that they don't take seriously and you heard the guys like Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley and you know these guys that were getting to switch and play different positions talk about how much fun they were having so I mean it's it is what it is I'm I I don't hate on the Pro Bowl I'm fine with it being in between the conference championships and the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl that's the way the season needs to end. If you move the Pro Bowl back to after the Super Bowl, you're ending the season with a game that people still will complain about. It has no meaning. Like The, the Super Bowl is everything. That's what you want to end the season on, is on that high note. So I don't mind that it was moved. I'm, I would be all in on having the two worst teams play a legitimate game and the winner gets the number one draft pick. I, you know, I think that would be entertaining and interesting to watch, but I don't put too much too much stock into the Pro Bowl. If people want to watch it, great. If they don't want to watch it, fine. The players are going to get voted in, and they're going to get paid if they win. They're going to get paid if they lose. What we need to stop doing is using Pro Bowls as some sort of comparison tool. You look at the all pros. That's what you need to use for the comparison tool. Stop looking at Pro Bowls because they don't mean what they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, it's it's an exhibition game. It's for these guys to go out and have fun. And I think, you know, that's that's fine. You know, I don't I don't really think there's any saving the Pro Bowl, um, to be quite honest with you. Because like in hockey, like you look at the hockey all-star game, um, the lack of physicality is is the same as it is in 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 the NFL Pro Bowl. The difference between hockey and football, though, is there's still constant action and you're still gonna shoot the puck. And I mean the goalies are gonna get hit, but you know, whatever. So it can still be entertaining because it's still fast paced and they go with fewer players on the ice. So it's more open. You know what I mean? Um, so you can make that happen. The only way I, I still don't think it would save the Pro Bowl because I don't think players honestly care. But the only thing I can really think of is like if the, if the NFL were to institute some sort of scheduling protocol where uh, every opening weekend is um, an inner division or interconference matchup um, and the winner of the Pro Bowl. Every like if the AFC wins a Pro Bowl, every AFC team opens the season at home. Every NFC team's got to go on the road to open the season next season. I don't know. Like, but again, I don't think NFL players care enough about whether they start on the road or at home to go out there and and lay the lumber on each other either. You know, the Pro Bowl itself, I think outside the skills competition, I don't know. Like the dodgeball competition is kind of lame. I like the obstacle course thing a little bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Jaime probably would have had better ideas. Well, Jaime is phenomenal. What do you think, Grico? How how can we fix the Pro Bowl? <laughs> you sound so angry. <laughs> I'm really not though. I'm just playing it up. Just playing it up, Greek. It's all it's all it's all love. Well, please make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Uh send in your voicemails. The number is 813-444-5841. Uh, we promised to get to them faster than we got to Greco's Pro Bowl voicemail. Um, I'm starting to think David had that hidden away in the archives because Greco called him Jaime. Uh, but we'll be uh, we'll be dropping another rapid fire voicemail episode coming up tomorrow. Um, also, make sure you check out the Buck What You Heard show. Uh, with our buddy Gene on Tuesday night. David and I will be special guests on there. It's on YouTube. Watch for the link. We'll uh, we'll share it via our social media, which, of course, 
you can follow at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and of course jaime is at dh82 underscore bucks we would like to thank once again sam gordon for joining us and we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at locked on bucks we'll be right back.